All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And we're off on a Monday, the 17th of April. Welcome to the, uh, welcome to the pod. It is, uh, it's Boomer, it's Warner, the Redster. Look at that. So I'm the Redster. Oh, wow. Roll reversal. Is this, is this April Fool's Day? Oh. Pinch punch, first of the month. You lucky duck. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. You're ba- Rhett, you're back. How are you? I'm really good. Thank you. Really, really good. Yeah. So good. Mm -hmm. So good. Um, This kind of feels like the old show we did. It's kind of like breaking news. And it's even though you could be listening or watching this thing whenever the hell you want, it doesn't mean anything. But as we sit here on Monday morning at roughly whatever the hell time it is, uh, there has been some breaking news in... uh, in the land of the Calgary Flames. Welcome to the Tower Chrysler Studios, by the way. Tower Chrysler. When it comes to Chrysler, there's only one tower. That's what I tell my kids. I tell my neighbors. Hey. You tell your kids, eh? Are you, uh, are you looking for a Dodge? Are you looking for a Ram, a Chrysler, a Jeep? It's only Tower Chrysler. Tower Chrysler. Of course, uh, one of our original, one of the OGs partners of the program, and voted Calgary's favorite Chrysler Dodge dealer by the Consumer Choice Award-winning group. Uh, Brad Treliving, general manager of the Calgary Flames, the team announcing by way of a press release moments ago that they, the team, and Treliving mutually agreed to part ways. So the Brad Treliving era as GM in Calgary is over. It's not a firing. Quitter. Not a firing. He's a quitter. That's right. Oh, okay. And nobody likes a fucking quitter. 
<laughs> I remember oh, Dennis. Do, like brats. Remember Dennis Miller, the, the comedian? He was on SNL for a while. He did Monday Night Football. Yes. I remember one of it, the funniest things. Is, I think he was on, I don't know if it was Saturday Night Live or what it was, but it's like Cal Ripken Jr., <laughs> who of course had the... Iron Man <laughs> streak. Like an Iron Man Greatest streak. Greatest forever, forever. Cal Ripken Jr. announced his retirement from Major League Foot Major League Baseball on Monday. Fucking quitter. <laughs> like, yeah, that's exactly uh, that's exactly where I'd go with it. So Treliving is out after nine seasons. I guess start there. Does it feel like God, I remember sitting in the old studio nine years ago. It was the old studio up in the northeast. Okay. God, and that was the light after a very dark time at the end of Jay Feaster's run, if you remember. The yep. trades, the, offer sheet. the botched offer sheets, the missed playoffs, all of that. And Burke was in, made the move, Treliving was in. It really Eventually, felt yeah. like it was... This was the start of something new, and it was, obviously. They make the playoffs in his first season. So nine years, five playoff appearances, two series wins, not including the Winnipeg play-in. Right. It felt like it was every other year because yeah. it kind of almost was every other kind year. Kind of almost was. Yeah. Yeah. They win the regular season division as far as Pacific Division is concerned. They win that one twice. Two of the last three Pacific Divisions, I believe. The best season under Treliving for the Flames last year, 50 wins, 111 points. Second best season in franchise history. Yeah. And then this year, which... It's uh, not the second best season in franchise no, history. No, no. Kind of the other end. If you've, uh, well, you know compared what, to expectations, yes. In terms yeah. of record, they've been way worse they've than... They've been way worse. 17th in the league. So, and you know what? I'm glad. I'm glad that we did those. Uh, did you do your uh, Bob Munich... I did. Prediction. Well, Bob Germany had us uh, writing in some, what do you think is going to happen? Hey with guys, the coach for flamesnation.ca, could you, uh, we can send you a little, uh, send you a thing here. Can you predict what's going to happen? What did you say about your living? I said, Monday, they're going to have a mutual parting of, I oh, said, wow. I, said, I said he might hang around. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. I, 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 I kept coming back to the fact that there's only 32 of these jobs and that while this might be a dysfunctional environment and things that he doesn't like about it, I think he'd love more autonomy. I don't think he handed out that Sutter extension. I think that's really changed the balance of power in the organization. I just thought there's only 32 of these. You work your way through it. I think he's got a one-way ticket to Pittsburgh. Well, okay, so we were talking about what? Philadelphia's got Briere in there. Well, Philadelphia, they, of course, Chuck Fletcher out, but Danny Briere is the interim. interim and yeah. late last week, they cleaned house. But if there was a guy who was maybe going to leave a little, you know, a little milk in the fridge, it'd be Berkey for Brad Treliving. He would let the ownership know that if you're looking for somebody. hired him once. This guy's a great guy. I'm sure that he would have nothing but glowing things to we, say for we, Brad. We talked about the roster. It's a difficult spot to come in because they are old and married to superstars and, you know, as a result, don't have a lot of cap space nor a lot of prospect capital because, you know, you're in the spot where you trade your first a lot. You got Sid and Latang and Malkin. They missed the players for the first time in 16 years. I don't think it's the most appetizing job, but again, if a team's looking for a GM, something's gone wrong. There's some issues, right? And you know, I, I feel like when you, because this was the year they brought everybody back, right? In Pittsburgh. We didn't need to talk about Pittsburgh. Yeah. Just, I, yeah. I, and they not only did the they stars, not win, yeah. they missed the playoffs. Yeah. So there's going to have to be some. First time since Sid's rookie year, they missed. Some real decisions, hard yeah. decisions to me, not just the GM, but above. Um, 
So where are you at on on this news today, Red? Are you surprised? I don't think we can be just because of how the year went, but we can. I was going to say assume. I think it's I'm going to, to all the rumblings that were going on, things that we thought were happening. I think the contract was in front of him. I think it was his option to do. I think he had the interviews and he said, "To hell with this mess." I wouldn't be surprised if when he got the word Daryl's coming back for sure that he said, well, I'm not, I, I, this is untenable. It really felt like all season long, there was a back and forth between the GM and coach in terms of, you know, wrangling power rather than it didn't feel like a duo working in concert together. Like, wow, these guys are in lockstep. Like, look at, he calls up the kid. He plays well. No, it was called up and wait for two or three weeks. And maybe the coach will put him in. This was uh, clearly two guys that weren't philosophically on the same page at times this year. I'm not saying that, but I don't disagree with it. Yeah. And you don't have to say it. I mean, we're going around the horn here. What were your thoughts, Dino? I guess I am a little surprised just because like you say, at the end of the day, there's 32 jobs. Now, it's a small world, the old hockey world, right? Who knows what connections you have? There is, and I'll, I mean, I, to me, Pittsburgh, that's, you, you kind of say it's not desirable. I don't know. I view that as a, that that's a good job. I think there would be worse places in the NHL to land than in Pittsburgh. Yep. Um, now we're putting the cart in front of the horse. I'm surprised. I'm, I guess I'm, I'm not shocked because does it make sense? It absolutely makes sense. Because the coach and the GM clearly weren't on the same page. I don't even, not to say they weren't speaking or they were fighting. It was, the GM wanted one thing. And it's not, not a complete, one, one's over here, the other's over here. But you could see that there was an appetite to put some younger players in and the coach wasn't going that way. Not until late in the season and by then it was too late. In some ways, remember you would ha- we would have the, the homer, that's good. That's bad. That's good. So, you know, no GM. That's bad. Well, the, the coach and the GM didn't get along, so maybe this is better. Well, that's good, but... The but fructose the, has potassium sorbate. That's bad. But if the coach now gets a GM who is in lockstep with him, I do worry a little bit about how this team is going to play, what it's going to look like, and where they go from here. Um just to kind of round out the, the, the news on this. So Treliving and Flames mutually agree to part ways. Don Maloney has been promoted to the president of hockey operations and interim GM. And essentially he is going to conduct the search. The search is beginning uh, tooth sweet and uh, they look forward to getting their new GM. According to the press release, now again, I'm reading in, there's no suggestion there that Maloney is going to be that guy. Interim suggests he isn't. Right. And I mean, unless he wants to hire himself, which should, why wouldn't you do it now if, if he's a guy they trust to make that decision? Um, yeah. And real quickly, he was the general manager in Arizona from May of 07 to April of 2016. In 2017, he was brought in by the Flames as VP and moved his way up to senior vice president. And they do fill the role that we talked, it felt like it had been missing for a while, which is president of hockey ops. Ever since Berkey left, it just felt like there was a bit of a void on that front. And we asked the question last week, who would even be the guy if you had to conduct a GM search? Well, now we got our answer. No man. feel disjointed, though? Everything feels dysfunctional and disjointed about this organization, but specifically about the Maloney hiring or what? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I hate to sound like I'm taking a shot at Maloney because I, 
I don't know him that well, but from the interaction I've had, good guy, blooding around the game forever, blah, blah, blah. But he feels like a maybe Treliving's a bit of a, a clone, again, probably too strong a word, but there's certainly they've worked together enough that they have to have some of the same philosophies, yet we're moving on from one guy that had those philosophies. I, 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 I'm confused by it a little bit. Well, because yeah. remember that that's the relationship that is Treliving yeah. brings in Maloney, who probably would have hired who hired him yeah. in Phoenix. So, so Treliving hired his eventual replacement, which sometimes is Happens. how this business works. I don't know that I put them on the same page. Certainly, they come from the same organization and they'd understand. They would have learned from each other. But I don't know Don very well. But it felt like since he's been a GM, a lot's changed in the GM job in terms of seats at the table when you're collaborating with others. And, and I guess to go back a little bit, my fear of, uh, you know, this, what, what was a worst case scenario is if Daryl's got more control over the GM chair, I don't think that's a good thing for this organization because I thought he had a miserable run as GM here and he doesn't collaborate well. I mean, the, the, the reputation and what you well, heard. Maybe that's why it's important that he ha has that say. I mean, just hear me out. Like, you don't want him to have say, but it was no good because the GM and the coach last year didn't collaborate. Well, isn't it vitally important that they get someone that's going to collaborate with him? If, if you, that was the issue last year? If you're married to Daryl, then I suppose that makes sense. Uh, the challenge for me is that I think Treliving was very collaborative and open to hearing all kinds of ideas, and that was where things probably didn't go well with Sutter, who didn't like to share ideas and consider other people's thoughts on stuff as much as you'd hope in 2023 a head coach might. So can we read into this then, the Treliving leaves, that uh, we can shelf any of the Daryl might also leave discussion? I, I would guess... we heard last week was sounds pretty iron Right, because I, I would guess if Daryl was potentially going to leave, Treliving may well have stayed. It would seem like this would, the indications would, I, at least I, to me, I, be that he's I staying. Yeah. You're probably not far off, but let's not put everything on Daryl's head. No, I'm no, not. No, we're I'm saying, just, are you buying this as, as Daryl's well, now back next year? That. No, no, I'm saying no, no, if, no. if we're buying into the dysfunction, if Treliving was here and Daryl was here and Brad is weighing, am I staying or am I leaving? He's chosen to leave. If he knew, if, if Daryl was one of the... And I'm not, I'm not saying it's the team's problem. If there was an issue between the two of them, if Daryl's leaving, why, why is Brad leaving? Do you see this as, as Daryl's back next year? That's what we're asking. I said Daryl was going to be back yeah. before. Yeah. So I we're in agreement there. That. Yes. Yeah. And, I, and my point, it, yeah, we're in agreement, but you're scoffing at me, but I don't think you understand what I'm saying. I'm, not, I'm saying that it's easy for us to say that Tree left because of Daryl, but we don't know that. Yeah, I'm not suggesting that. What, what right. I'm saying yeah, is that... Are. You 100% are. I think you misinterpreted uh, Dean's question. He was saying, does this mean Daryl's back? I think this does mean Daryl's back. And I think when we heard last week the rumored amount of money that was on the table remaining on Daryl's contract, and if you look at the history of this organization, I don't think this owner was comfortable paying $8 million for a guy not to be here the next two years. I was, I was, con I convinced myself that he was back last week. So, are you, are you suggesting that Brad's leaving has little to do with his relationship with Daryl? I'm 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 just saying that it's become vogue to pile everything at Daryl Sutter's feet right now. It's, now, right, it's, it's become the easy out 
100%. It's Daryl's fault. It's Daryl's fault. The players hate Daryl. The GM hates Daryl. The organization hates Daryl. Nobody wants to work for Daryl. Yet Daryl's still there. Right? Like, it, it is very vogue to use Daryl as the... Well, I'm not doing that, though. I'm just... I, I'm just thinking from where I'm sitting that the G, why did the GM leave? It, it, yeah, it would sure seem as though he, he, and, he and the coach I, didn't get along. I don't along. think it was best. Yeah, I don't think they were best of friends, but I, I also don't think, I, again, it's too easy for us to just go, well, it's Daryl's fault. You know, I'm not saying that. No one's suggesting like, it's That's not Darryl's what I'm fault. saying. We've I, talked about all the numerous things that are dysfunctional. I'm here. with you. There's, Owner, players, there's lots, but. Did you see this as a power struggle? You need to one go back. You you need to go back and listen to how you've you've spoken. Then Ryan, if you're not saying that because what the way you say it doesn't sound like you're not pinning things on that exact point. Uh, we've done multiple afterburners together where I explicitly said this is more than a coach problem. There are player issues. There's off ice issues. There's personnel issues. There's GM issues. There's owner issues. Never once have I laid this all at the coach's feet. If you're asking me what I think the biggest issue was this year, I do believe it to be the coach, but I've never laid it all conveniently at one person's feet. We've said there's blood on everyone's hands multiple times in the last month. You're, I'm not going to argue with you about this. You can go back five minutes ago and listen to your comments and say that well, Treliving left because Daryl they didn't he didn't get along with Daryl. That that's, that was your reason. Is that what you asked? I didn't think that's what you asked. Well, I, I guess the point I was making is that Ten, if, with the start of the conversation, that's exactly what you said. Like I don't understand how you can even debate it. If Jack has to go back and find it, go ahead. But that's what you said. Okay, so I believe there is a power I struggle. I don't care. Really it sounds like you do. <laughs> Because you're not letting us move on here. No, no, it's I, I, it's not just that. I think that there has to be. There's obviously there's frustration if you are if you're the general manager of a team and they offer you a contract to stay, you probably stay. Why would someone choose to leave? Now, is there a, is there a chance that this is? And I don't think there is. Is this a firing that's being painted as a mutually parted ways? Not from what we've been led to believe. We believe that there has been an offer for Brad to stay if he wanted it, and he's now chosen not to keep it. It's the fact that he maybe doesn't get along with the coach. That's not why you leave a GM job in the National Hockey League. It runs deeper than that. It's got, there's got to be, I'm guessing it goes right up to the top with ownership, what he needs to do to conduct business, what limitations are placed upon him, what kind of autonomy does he have to work in that GM role. Then there's, the chemistry that he doesn't seem to have with the coach. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a big step to walk away from a GM job. It can't, to your point, it just can't be that I don't like the coach. It's got to run deeper than that. But I think it also speaks to the, has to speak to the level that he and the coach aren't on the same page. That's got to be a big chunk of it. And I'm not saying blame Daryl because Treliving's gone. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just looking at this scenario. What I said is, now that Treliving is gone, is it safe to say that Sutter is in? That's what I said. And we've all said. Yes. Yeah. Like, I, I, we'd be stunned at this point if Daryl wasn't back. It feels like no one's got a tighter grip on their job in the organization than Daryl. Well, and, and to that, to <laughs> that point, just, extent, just to kind of, you know, I'm not looking to cover my tracks. I don't really care. But if now, if Daryl leaves, I guess my question will be, well, like, so why did, 
Why did Brad leave? What what else is going on? So maybe there maybe Daryl does leave, but it sure doesn't seem to to be pointing that. Now moving on a little bit, one name we didn't hear today. All we heard was Maloney and John Bean issued a press release again podcast. Depending on when you listen to this, one o'clock Mountain Time. Flames are holding a press conference. True Living is not apparently scheduled to speak. It will be John Bean and and Don Maloney. We didn't hear anything about Craig Conroy in this conversation. Um, is it safe to assume that Craig is in the mix and will be part of the process? You'll hear all that, uh, you know, how that is going to be worded and how it'll be put out there. I'm sure that's the case. Uh, are you surprised that Craig just wasn't inserted as the GM today? He's been there a long time. I would say that if I was Craig Conroy, I'd be some pissed off. I don't know if I'm shocked by it because for some reason he's been pushed to the back burner. It feels like on a little bit since tree came and he's brought in those other and other guys, but Craig's been here a long time. And I mean, maybe the interview process includes him and maybe he gets the job, but I don't know what interview he has to do to prove to like they've worked together. Right? Does Maybe this feel similarly to yeah to to Jeff Ward, the coach? He's the interim coach. Ah, uh, well, he'll know, you know Maybe. we're we're going to talk to other people, and then it's oh he's in as a coach. He he was the guy we wanted. I, all I will along. say this: the difference there was that they were paying a coach to not do his job. They're not paying a GM to not do the job here. They should have theoretical budget space to go get the best GM possible. And I hear what Rhett's saying about you know Connie should be insulted, but it isn't about knowing Craig Conroy. They do that. They, to your point, they know everything about the guy. What it is, is measuring Conroy against people from other organizations that you haven't interviewed. And I would be stunned if Conroy isn't a great candidate for the job and one that gets a lot of consideration. But it isn't the job of the Calgary Flames to promote people they have in the organization. It's their job to go find the best GM available. Is Craig Conroy the best GM available for this job? That's really probably the question that Don Maloney should be asking himself, no? I hear you, but I... I, I put myself in Craig's spot and I would, I would be saying, what well, do I, what do I need to show you? What, what don't you know what, about me? I need to interview for this job. No, they know him. The, the, I don't think they know the AGMs in Colorado and Carolina and all these other teams. No, I, I, that's I, what, that's listen, my point. I get it. Bre- but if Breer, Drury, there's various other guys that have been handed it immediately. If, if, if with I'm less, not, yeah, sure. with if, yeah. less learning, if you're not sold on me enough today and you knew that there was a chance Brad was going to be gone, if there's, if you're not sold enough on me today, are you going to be more in a year or two or three? I get it. I get that part for sure. Like if, if Craig doesn't eventually get this job, it could feel like the end of the line. But I also think, you know, how the team has operated and it's, you know, dysfunction, we can aim higher than that in some of these things. This, this organization has a history of pretty much only bringing in green GMs or guys that are pretty out of the game for a long time. If you wanted to put in better process than what you've had in the past, and to Rhett's point, they really haven't done anything in the last 30 years aside from one miraculous run to the final. Uh, shouldn't you look for the best human on earth for your organization? Not just the best one you, you know well. 
Like, w- would oh, you want, want to talk to Eric Tulski in Carolina or the AGM in Colorado that got all kinds of love for how he helped build that roster under Joe Sackett last year? You don't want to talk to those guys? It's Again, it's two things. I'm talking from the Conroy perspective. Yeah, yeah. I, I would be upset if I'm Craig if I don't get the job, but I would understand them wanting to talk to other organizations. It's not like there's been so much winning here. You, you just have to hand it to the next guy. Yes, other guys have been handed it. I don't know it's best practice. I don't know that Chris Drury will turn out to be one of the great GMs in the league. I don't know that Danny Brayer is going to turn out to be one. So here we are. It is a, it's always a big fork in the road or it's, it's, I, I, I think it was Burke that said it's like a, it's like a gut punch in a way. It's like a putting paddles to your, to your franchise when you, when you change a general manager, because everything is impacted relationship with players, staff from top to bottom, training staff, guys in the room all the way through. And with any coach, generally when a GM GM comes in and inherits a coach, the GM's going to want his own guy. That whole scenario doesn't change here because I kind of agree with you. I think that the GM in a way inherited this coach because I think ownership wanted this coach. So that's now, where the power struggle began, I think, is when you had a coach, I think, anointed from the owner, not hired by the GM, and then the same coach given an extension at extremely high dollars for one good season um, when he still had a year left on his deal. like That, to me, was when the power swang in, into Daryl's court from Brad's, and I don't know that that's how many organizations in this league run that the coach has more power than the GM. I don't think this GM would have handed that coach an extension with a year left on his deal. Rhett, put yourself in the position of being a, an up and coming assistant GM, a guy who is, you know, going to be in the, in the conversation. We're going to start hearing names obviously very soon of guys who will be in the mix for this job. How attractive is the GM job in Calgary to you? It's one of 32. Which probably tells you it's, That's how it tracks. it's 25 to 32 of 32, right? Like it's a tough well, it spot. It would be. You know yeah. that you have a shitty, sorry, you have a shitty rink. Your travel's not good. Your lineup is basically F and set. Uh, for better or worse, the rumors are that, and I think probably all GMs have to deal with ownership approval to a certain extent. I don't think it's run things however you want and don't worry about contacting me but i think that there's a lot of involvement from the ownership and i think there's other guys that have turned down the job that recognized that That so i I think it's one of 32 i think it's extremely sought after it's the nhl and but i don't think it's (laughs) it wouldn't be the one you circle for the top spot in the nhl yeah, and I think it's important to note, when you're changing GM, how have things gone? Like, Mike Greer didn't get to pick amongst the division leaders for his first job. It was like, well, there's an opening in San Jose, no, I, I, and they're capped out and fucked. So I'm not talking about where are they in the standing. I'm talking about the league-wide reputation of what yeah. happens in Calgary. Yeah, I mean... You have an owner who is, I'm not going to say meddlesome, but it does feel like... The GM has to go through some hoops to get some things done. It used to be you had to get things past Ken King. Then you had to get them done by Murray Edwards. Did you have the okay? It's not, and 
And I'm, I, we're always very quickly told, if you think that that's how it goes in other markets, you're fooling yourself. You always have to run it up the flagpole and get approval from someone higher up. But I just remember going back to when Brad was coming in. It was maybe Steve Eiserman or maybe somebody like this. And the whole rumbling was, there's no chance one of those guys is going to come to a scenario where, not that you're handcuffed, but you've got to always be asking, can I do this? Are we okay to do this? And I know for a fact that there have been trades that have fallen off that were basically approved. The two GMs had it done, and then either it got vetoed or they couldn't get a hold of the powers that be in time, and the other team moved on and got a different deal done. It's managing upward. That's what you have to describe it as in the job position. You have to really manage up well. There's some jobs where you report to a board and that's that. This is one where you have to manage up. I think that's a, a, a very important skill for whoever's going to do this. What's our report card on the Brad Treliving file? I feel like we want another year or two. The weird thing is, right? Like if this team this year flops really hard, it's going to be like, well, summer Brad was awful. It was no good. And they're capped out. If they make the playoffs, it's like, man, he got a raw deal. Or if it's like you have to remove Sutter in the next year and a half and the team immediately looks better afterwards, not like short term, but like, oh, here's what we thought was coming. Then it'll look better on him. I think it's, it's been a mixed bag to this point with a lot of really good stuff and also a couple of huge swings and misses. So it's not unlike a lot of GM's resumes, but I think the one thing we don't know the answer to is, you know, like where is this club the next two, three years? Will they still have to make the coaching change that I think he probably realized they had to this summer and wasn't granted? I think Brad's game plan fell apart when Bennett didn't turn out. And I think he had the footprint and and the pieces to have a a top end squad for a lot of years. When I, we've brought it up a lot over the last weeks, but I think the Sam Bennett not turning into a number two centerman and the Sean Monahan injuries absolutely derailed everything. And let alone, and I think when those two pieces didn't work, that led to Kachuk and Goudreau and maybe some COVID stuff as well, but led to those two leaving. And I think if you don't have those scenarios, I think that that core group is stuck together and you're slotted out very well. A Monaghan, a Bennett, a Backland, you're going to fill the force center. Yeah. I, I, I actually, you know, and, and you wouldn't have had to Mickey Mouse trying to, uh, you know, bring pieces in maybe, you know, because if you got a Bennett that turned into a, you know, he was, what was he fourth overall and was rated as high as one by central mm -hmm. scouting. If he is a 80 point guy, you're not getting caught. And Monahan is, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. Monahan's still scoring 30. What if Adam Fox doesn't mind playing whole, in Calgary? Fuck, <laughs> you got a Norris winner in your second year in the league. That shit yeah. doesn't happen. Like, Bennett was a superstar. Yeah. Interesting. Bennett was Treliving's first, what marked it march to the podium and it was also round. when you look at that draft i feel like his fingerprints weren't on it it looked like a berkey draft they chased a lot of size yeah i'm not even necessarily blaming uh, him for the pick it, no, it's I'm just not in terms of either. the time frame that because I, yeah. I agree with you right it's if, if monahan's body doesn't go south on him he was a 30 goal centerman yeah right and we we kind of look back and laugh like how dumb are we thinking that this guy was good the guy was good he was one of the top centers in the western conference for a good period Best of time finishers in the game 
right? I mean, Fox is a game changer too. That's a, he's just going to be a perennial Norris candidate guy. Like Jesus. So, and we've talked about it. I think probably the failings for Treliving came July first. I don't know. Well, but I don't know where we're at on. I, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, and I agree with you because you think about the signings that he had on July first, the Neil and the Browers and this and that. But does he have to do those signings if those guys are playing the way they're supposed to play? Does I also feel the need. Yeah, to- yeah I, I think the other factor there is that if this organization is hell bent on hell bent on making the playoffs this year, those decisions are easy to easier to convince yourself are the right moves. Um, like I think Chris Tanev's a really good UFA signing. Um, one year left, we'll see how healthy he is. I think Blake Coleman's been okay, but I don't know that Brad wanted to be in the spot to have to make those signings yeah. so much for the every year you have to make the playoffs is sort of how you're going to be measured. The point I was going to make there is that I think the you, you can look at the July 1 or the UFA signings and kind of, eh. I think where his strength was, was in contract negotiations. Now, maybe the fact that he was hardline, maybe that, maybe that costs you Goudreau. Maybe if you go a little further the season before, if you go there with Kachuk and get him signed, although I think that's a little lip service on Matthew's behalf, but I, I agree. Lindholm is at a good, a good, he's on a good deal. And so is Hannafin and so Anderson. is Rasmus Anderson and man, Japan, he played again, it, it can go both ways. But I, to me, I think that there weren't many trades, but I don't know that he lost a bunch of, lost many of them. Carolina but feels like a his... deal both teams would do again, to be honest. All right. That was the biggest blockbuster before the Kachuk deal. And Brett, I mean, I think everyone liked the Kachuk deal. It was more the, the extensions that followed that, that you and now many others have got, have issue with. So those are his two biggest swings. And I think they both, both teams would do them again. But yeah, you, you noted the, the stuff he did was great. The internal extensions were very good. You know, when they had a geo, that extension, everyone thought, Oh my God, you're going to pay this guy till how old? Then he wins a Norris at 35 and it was an incredible cap savings, but then he doesn't trade geo. Was he allowed to? We don't know. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it was a job that it's, it's easy to see where his strengths and weaknesses are, but it's also hard to understand some of the parameters he would have had to have worked with. Like, okay, so Bill Peters, who, you know, did something heinous 10 years ago, is now no longer eligible to be hired. Uh, here's your budget for a coach. What do you think that budget is? Do you think it's go get the best guy available or like you got a million bucks, find anyone, right? Uh, the, <laughs> the moving on from Hartley, I think at the time, and uh, talk to anybody, almost everybody who was in that room, if you talk to them, they will tell you how they disliked playing for Bob Hartley. Now, it's kind of the same. I'm not comparing the two. But you move to Glenn Gullitson. Gullitson was you know, very good assistant, probably not a head coach in, in hindsight. I don't know if that's, if that's blame or, or where you place that. But you talk about a guy like, like Drury in New York or some of the, these other teams. What, one thing those either new or young GMs chances are have been given is a chance to strip it bare and rebuild. The Rangers picked... What, Kako at two, Lafreniere at one? That's pre-jury, but yeah. You really don't get an opportunity to do that here. We've talked about no. it. Unless the floor just falls right out of it. Yeah. You're spending to the cap. I'm guessing they want, ownership probably wants you to be in on free agents and to have the best team possible. 
Best team possible for sure. Right? Yeah. I mean, again, nothing's changed. They still would want to make the playoffs next year. I'm not even placing blame. It's just kind of, it's fresh and we're kind of walking through it and just it's, you know, verbal diarrhea coming out. But it's, it's, it's a tricky spot when the expectation is, and it sounds like it should be commendable, but the expectations is playoffs every year. But what if our team isn't good? What if, what if we're just not good? It's playoffs every year. It's commendable when you're allowed to put a team together that's supposed to be in the playoffs every year. Not when you have you have to ad lib to create a roster that might sneak into the playoffs, right? To me, playoffs every year means you're so damn good, you're the Leafs, and yeah, you're going to make the F in playoffs, and who knows what happens when you get there. Not, oh God, can we knock Seattle out of the playoff race? You know, can we get 97 points and get in? That, to me, is not playoffs every year. Yeah, they've won two of the last three division titles in the Pacific, as crazy as that sounds. 2020 was the stupid Canadian division, but it's been Calgary and Vegas since Vegas entered the league. There's the only two teams to win the Pacific. And if the pattern were to hold true, expectations will be low next year and they'll find a way to get in because that's kind of how it's gone pretty much since Trilliv living got here. It's, it's weird that way. Um, they're, they're, it's a talented roster. It's certainly not a perfect roster. And whoever does grab the reins here as GM – I think there's some interesting decisions they're going to have to mull over this summer, including, you know, I think the elephant in the room is extending core parts to keep you competitive for the playoffs who may or may not be fans of Daryl moving forward. What would be, because you would think the, the draft seat is kind of an important kind of a mile marker for teams. You want to have that GM in place before you get to the draft. If only just to get around all of your scouts and have those meetings and the familiarity, you're probably not going to have a lot of input on the draft. So that puts, we're in April, May, June, couple months. Two right. months, yeah. Um, Rhett, what's first order of business? I guess, number one, does that mean there's no business to be done? Does the interim GM, does does he truly start working on this? But for whoever takes this job, what's job one when he takes over? Get on the same page as Daryl. Or get Daryl on the same page as you. Uh, right? Like, Walk us through what that, that looks like. It has to be a 10. Like what, 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 I think he's sitting in his office. Sit down. Yeah. Say why? Oh, here's the question: If if it's someone new, my question: If okay, so I'm the guy that gets the job. I'm going to Daryl's office. Go. What happened last year? I got to get Daryl's take on it. You know, and I'm going because we're just playing it. Well, what what was wrong with playing Pelche? Why wasn't he ready in your eyes? So why? What about Ruzicka? Where does he fit? You get a breakdown of what Daryl feels about all the guy, all the guys. Yeah. What about Valimaki? first? What about the two stars you brought in? And it's yeah, why did all yeah, how did all this shit unfold? And I'll be very clear, from a distance, Mr. Sutter, it looked really dysfunctional. So let's let's have some answers. And I think Daryl would give them to you. Following that, it's a conversation with every player. A long conversation, not a five minute, hey, I'm the new GM. I hope you're happy in Calgary. I look forward to seeing you in September. And that's why I think they've missed by allowing, and again, that might be why Tree left, is because he was allowed to have those conversations with those players on exit meetings, and he probably got the vibe that I don't want to be part of this. This is 
there's a lot of there's a lot of muck here to have to work through and I, th- I think i'm just ready to move on and maybe he's got another job offer already who knows but blah 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 you have the new gm should have been sitting there in that chair having the half hour hour conversation with those players while it was fresh because it's good to have perspective afterwards and after your emotion have calmed down but it's also good to hear emotion out of someone and get the truth and that passion out of them because when they call them in june they're going to have a much more polished answer for you than a raw emotional answer of god damn it, I hated when he did this, or this didn't work, or this was stupid, or this guy's an idiot, whatever it might be. Yeah. Right? I think You're it's not going to get that. I think it's a, a big, I think it's a very good point. Now, is Maloney, have was Maloney in those meetings? Yeah, probably. Connie that, probably. That, that, that yeah. whole thing. Yeah. But it's, I agree with you. You're just like the 24-hour rule. You're going to, you're going to calm down a little bit. And if the new GM in June or July flies to Sweden to talk to Rasmus Anderson and Elias Lindholm, even if they're feeling it, are they, if they don't know the guy, are they really going to be transparent? Oh, this, this was the worst (laughs) fucking year I've ever had in my life. This guy's like, I'm guessing that probably doesn't happen. Are they concerned about what they're telling the GM's going to report to the coach? If those two are, are you worried about that? I mean, I think it's, it's a really interesting question. I, I think to Rhett's point, you dive right into the ashes immediately. What the hell happened here? And yeah. like, how do we fix it? And to your point, Rhett, like it's too bad the guy wasn't in the room. I'm booking a flight to fucking Stockholm the moment I get this job. You've got Markstrom, Backland, Shillington, Lindholm, Anderson. Two of those guys, their contracts expire in a year. A lot of those guys would be considered part of the leadership group. And I, to your point, I don't think trying to line up time zones for a 30-minute Zoom call is the same as get your ass over there as quick as you can. Now, if you're Craig Conroy or someone internally that ends up getting this job, that need need might not be as great, but mm-hmm. it's uh, it's important to get to the bottom of what went wrong and how you stop it from happening again. Or, okay, we have an off season now. If there's one issue is here, maybe we can shuffle some things around and you know that issue can be alleviated or even solved. And similarly, I'm, I'm going to Viking. I'm going to the farm with a bottle of rye. Yeah, just sit by the fire. Let's, let's go. Enough, like, what, what's, let's, let's figure this shit out. We all want to win. You want to win. I, so do the players. What's, what's happening? I don't know that that happens, but I feel like that's, I, I'm with you. I think you just really need, and we've used that word, it should be a friggin' t-shirt, dysfunction. It's going to take some real talk. Yeah. Some real honest conversations, some hurt feelings, whatever the hell it takes. But strip away your friggin' pride and ego and sit down. This team is too good to play this poorly at times, to be out of the playoffs. Chicago season series. What the hell? Yeah. Let's go. And you said, Red, what's the GM going to do? Change the, the roster? No, you just... Your contracts are pretty much nailed down. You got a couple moves in you for, to get some cap space. That's probably all you'll be able to do here. Fellas, let's figure this thing out. Well, how, you know Daryl way better than, I mean, you know him well. We don't. Um, is Daryl the type of guy that would look back and sit down with you and just between the two of you say, I overdid this? Or is he not someone that will admit fault I, to a fault, if you know what I mean? Ma'am. 
my assumption is that Daryl will have some say as to who's getting hired. So I think he, with that being said, I think he would be, if he's hiring someone that he knows and trusts, he's going to be more open than someone he's never worked with. Right. I think there's, there's yeah. going to be, I think there's always going to be a certain level of honesty from Daryl. He's not big on sugarcoating, but he might not delve into all the particulars if he doesn't know the person and doesn't know them well. Right. Like mm -hmm. I'm guessing that he wants to be able to trust the guy he's working with as well. And when you don't have, if it's someone completely new, I don't think it will be, but if it was someone from left field and uh, completely new, I think that they are going to have to develop some sort of bond before you get all of the, the dirt on everything. Yeah. Like I wonder how he'd be answer like what happened when the lines changed seven games into the year and you're five and two, if he'd be like, Oh, I overhandled, but I guess who he's talking to, to your point would maybe affect the answer of that. Yeah. So, yeah. and we can move on for you then, right? I'm, I'm curious and I'll ask you too, Ryan, if, if what you're saying isn't, in fact, what, we're, what is maybe taking place, Daryl's going to be back, might have some say, will have some say in who the next GM is. How does that make you feel? Having watched 82 games this year of underachieving and, and everything, does it give you, if, if the coach and GM or whatever, if they're in, in harmony, does that give you hope or does this give you, because there will be a lot of fans who will be saying, this is the worst thing that could have happened. Yeah, and I think that's an overreaction by fans. I, I, I don't like Treliving losing his job. I think he was a good guy and a good gym, and most of the shit he did was pretty top-notch. I think he was hardworking and approached it, and it was, it was good in the community, blah, blah, blah. And to hear people go, but to hear people go, well, if Daryl has a say in any of this, it's going to be shitty. No, 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 no. We don't know, but we do believe there was some cracks between Brad and, and Daryl. And, and and if that's the case, and if that's why the season went the way it did, shame on them for being childish and not mature enough to, to fix it. Anyway, it's important for the GM and coach to be able to work together. So if Daryl does have some say, I, uh, good, right? I, I, I don't think... I don't think Daryl wants, and I could be wrong, but I don't think Daryl wants to wear the GM hat. Maybe he does. Maybe that's what he's hoping to get, and he'll hand off the coaching reins. Maybe he's going to interview to be GM. Then I don't think it would be good. But if Daryl's coaching and he has some say or some camaraderie with a guy they bring in, that's a good thing to me. Because you, you don't want a GM sitting up in his office going, well, I'm giving this guy a player to play. He doesn't want to use him. Now what am I supposed to do? Right? Like there shouldn't be questions between the two of them. You don't have to walk down the hall with your hand on his shoulder and your best buds all the time, but they should be able to agree on what the approach is for your hockey team. It shouldn't be two different paths going down different hallways and in different directions. So I think if Daryl does have some say, who cares if the owner has entrusted Daryl to coach this team, then there has to be some, some, some working relation between the GM and the coach. And I think that there was, and obviously there was, cause you go back to the start of last season 
And I just remember as that team was being put together, we all remember Erica Branson comes in. That was kind of a Daryl recommendation. Trevor Lewis comes in. That was with Daryl. And remember, because he got picked up on waivers, Brad Richardson, right? Remember, yep. he, he came in and then yep. got plucked. Lewis. Those were, those were Daryl guys. That was Brad putting together a Sutter team for Daryl. This year, I think it's just safe to, safe to say that Pelche and Huberdo and Phillips, these were guys provided to Daryl by the GM Bell that he Mackey. had no interest in, that were not a fit for him. Could it have been handled better? Maybe on both sides? Maybe. But you're right. Whether, whether you like it or not, there needs to be better harmony between the two. Yeah. And just to pick up on a, on a point that I think we made last week, a year ago right now, no one was saying that Sutter was overcoaching or didn't no. know what the hell he was doing. No one was critiquing Kadri and Uberto's portfolio top either. It's been a rough line, year for a lot of guys. Top line in the league. You yeah. win a thrilling round one series. There was no question of what Daryl was doing behind the bench. Yeah, agreed. Uh, I, and uh, to follow up on Rhett's thought, I think you definitely need a more, more, more harmonious relationship between GM and head coach. But what you don't want is the direction going bottom up. You want the GM to be able to challenge and work with the coach, not be told what to do. If if there's a GM here that feels like a Sutter puppet, I, I'm terrified. I don't know necessarily who yeah. or what that would look like, but you that's the challenge, I think, with Daryl, because I don't know that he's a, you know, let's get more bodies in the room and talk this out. He kind of has his way or the highway. So that will, I think, be part of the challenge of finding a new GM, someone that will work it with them, but someone that isn't going to take orders that still, you know, hopefully you can work together, but no, Daryl, like we do need to get this kid in. Like they're going to lose Matthew Phillips, I think over this, which may be nothing. And it may be a real good player, but it's that type of stuff that I think was the challenge. I think maybe the biggest thing for all of next year is a Daryl Sutter look in the mirror situation. And will he, would he? And that's taking... Well, well, how do I? I would hope he's been around a long time, right? Like you, if you're not smart enough to evaluate yourself, I, I, I have a real disdain for people that can't look in the mirror and admit when they're wrong. It's a, it's a, it actually internally for me, that's one of the. I hate people that can't admit when they make a mistake and they have to try and pass it off as somebody else's problem and they didn't. So, but. It's my personal opinion on things. And I, I just like to think that Daryl would be smart enough to go, okay, where did I miss here? What did I do wrong here? He seemed to change at the end of the year. Well, for better or for worse, or if he was just resigned to what he was given. Now, I don't like taking all the emphasis off the players because I think it's important for everyone in a season like this yep. to do that. But for Daryl, I think he need my advice to Daryl, go look in the mirror. If you're coming back as coach, Drop the, the, this is how I do things. And this is the only way of doing things. And just look around the league, look around the league and find out what the age of the kids that are making the impacts are. I know for a fact in 2005, 2006, instead of going young, we were a young team. When we went to the finals, we had a lot of kids and we go to the finals and the, we got absolutely decimated by injuries and Daryl's approach to that was I'm going to get a bunch of veteran older guys to help get us over the hump. It was complete opposite. 
of the way and the direction of the league. The rule changes were, were opening the game up to more speed and more finesse. And we went and got clunkier and older. And I, uh, the guys that we brought in were wonderful guys and good teammates, but they were older, slower, less skilled, right? They had a history. And I think Daryl is still got he's, that, that tire is still in that rut. That tire, you know, he, he's having a hard time getting it out of the mud there, getting it back into the middle. He's still got some tendencies there, and you see it with the Lewis and the Lucic and the Richardson and the Gabranson thing turned out. That's fine. But he's going to have to at some point, if he wants to continue down this a coaching path, and I don't think I think he's got two more years and he's riding off in the sunset anyway. But if he wants to have success in those two years, listen, Daryl. Do a, just evaluate who can and can't help you and why you have the opinion that if they're young, they're not capable. Be open. Be open to some change in that particular opinion because I think if he can do that, he can go back to Viking and take some time and go, okay, I'm going to give these kids a chance. I, I just don't think you'll be disappointed. I feel like the canary in the coal mine will be the Trevor Lewis extension or free agency. <laughs> Right. Yes. Um, and that's when my season tickets get canceled. <laughs> We're yes. back to that. There it is. That's uh, not a touch. But it's, it's, yeah. And so on one side, you're like, he's really smart. How could he not look in the mirror? But on the other side, it's old dogs, new tricks. And we did see the same mistakes. And you're like, even still, you're doing this. Hey. So I, I think it's, it'll be, and, and to your point, Huberto's got to fucking look in the mirror. Kadri's got to look in the mirror. You know, Everybody. people that consider yeah. themselves leaders of, on this team have to look in the mirror. We need a lot of mirrors. Should open a, a mirror store. Get a smoking mirror business. Uh, you want you talk about people making mistakes. There were a lot of mistakes made on Friday night <laughs> at the Gray Eagle Resort. There were a lot of horrendous mistakes made by the draft teams, by the people, the individuals, the hosts. You name it. Plenty of uh, more mirrors. A lot of people that yeah. next morning they needed to take a look at the, in the mirror. No, they didn't want a mirror. Wait till tomorrow. <laughs> uh, it was pretty on Saturday. It was a uh, it was a banger Friday over at the Gray Eagle Resort and Casino. The inaugural Barnburner Playoff Draft went off. We got through uh, ten rounds and uh, some, some controversy, some booing, some cheering. We, uh, I thought we were close to having a trade. We there's almost so excited, right? You go to the floor. You go to the to the NHL draft when there's a f trade in the early part of the first round. The room is just buzzing. You're gonna want to hear this. Oh man, it looked like uh, it looked like we were gonna have a, a blockbuster, and that just led to some animosity in the room. Uh, now you kind of did your laps retro as Pinder and I were kind of do, doing the, the mic work. You were visiting table to table. What was the, uh, what was the mood of the teams? Because I think by about round two or three, everybody hated their team. Everybody hated their <laughs> yes, team. Yes, there was a <laughs> much like the dysfunction we've discussed with the flames. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. There was From a few table tables. to table full of dysfunction. There weren't many squads that were pulling on the rope together. There was a lot of animosity. I, uh, I hope it works out in the long run for those these people. They work yeah. together. Uh, I just hope r relationships weren't ruined too much. I feel like by the end of the June, there's going to be more GM searches for next year's draft. There, yeah. were, there was yes. a lot of teams oh, yeah. that really felt like, geez, uh, 
A, that player, that's the third time <laughs> I, in a row you've picked someone who's already been drafted. And like, could you get your shit together? Or B, like, why do we have one player on every team? This isn't going to work. So funny. I, I loved I loved when the GM, the, there were numerous tables where the GM, he got he pulled off the mic. Muzzled. You're done. You're, yeah. That's it. You're, yeah. The mouthpiece was, it was done. Shut it. He's not making any more picks. No, no. She's Don't making Don't go to that person. No, no, no. No more for him. No more for him. Um, It was a great night. And... We'll know sooner than later, but it's uh, it's going to be a nice little number for kids' sports. So thankful. Obviously, PayBuilt, PayBuilt.com jumped on board as our title sponsor. We talked about them a lot in terms of your small small business, big business. It's it's the new way. It's the way to go in terms of accepting payment from your customers. You can do it online, in store, on your app. With, with, I mean, it happened to us, my wife and I, the woman that I live with, uh, less than a month ago. So all of a sudden, all these stupid, what's the, did you buy 19 things from Apple? No, I, I didn't. I didn't do that. Oh, well, shut the credit card down. Call American, dude. She used PayBelt. Use PayBelt.com. Use PayBelt.com. And as well, wanted to also uh, say thanks to the boys at Turbine X. They just donated. Just heard. So we'd love to be there. Can't, but we're going to donate anyway. We're going to donate anyway. What they would have spent for uh, for a team entry, <laughs> slid it that. over, and that'll go to uh, to kids sports. So uh, so pretty great stuff. You saw their Mad Rose. We had a lot of our partners were there. Vina Nova was there. Village Honda. How many times? Because we sat down, and uh, it, it it happens when you and your buddies are doing a, a dumb draft. Somebody picks a guy, a player, that's already been drafted earlier in the evening. It hurts. It can happen. And then we talked about this. It's only 10 rounds. It's half the league. Is it really going to happen? And you called it penalty shots. What we'll do, and you poured four shot glasses. Whiskey. And if by chance somebody drafts a player that's already been selected earlier in the evening, you got to do a penalty shot. If you, if you don't do it, you get zero. You don't get it. You got to forfeit that, that spot or you come do the shot and we'll let you do it again. Did we have two in the first round? We might've had like 30 to 50 on the night. It was an absolute. I've never seen anything like it. We- Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. 
Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. We almost weren't going to do it. People started doing it just to go and drink the whiskey. Yeah, Rhett tried to get drafted three times at the same table just yeah, so Rhett to drink free whiskey. And, this was not a punishment. People were very keen to do shots of whiskey. Yeah, and then it, it became, because uh, Village Honda, they, they cut a check. They were embarrassed. And I loved the, <laughs> just the, the vim and the vigor and just the confidence. All right. Yeah, we've got our pick. We've got our yep. pick. Dmitry Orlov. Five oh, rounds ago. Gone. Sake. You idiots. He went Weird. Th- he's still available in the ninth. I can't yeah. believe it. Like Adam the- Fox. What are you talking about? You what? think Norris guy's available in the last round of the are draft? Are you talking about... So village Honda. Yeah, we're very embarrassed. We're going to make a donation to check here. We're going to cut it. Another check to kids sport. We're very embarrassed. But uh, yeah, it was it was so great. We had uh, McLeod Law was there. Our boys at Madrose Pub were there. Um, it's good. Times. I mentioned Vina Nova Village. The the guys from four hundred three local. Yep. Who I think I mean they're kind of partners. They're going to be partners again. They put on quite a night. Oof. They were the we're villain about in the room. Dysfunction and need for a GM search. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was exactly. Jerry, we need you. What I uh, yeah, it was exactly what I hoped uh, was going to happen. I know that our boy Jack had a hell of a time. He was. Uh, well, I know the brakes on the left side. Whatever the other pedal is, throttled. Yeah, you talk about having a tire in the rut. <laughs> Friggin' Jack, he wore the tire right off. He was on the rim. He was bald at about eight p.m. It was quite impressive. Ran into him at the because uh, we were at the went down to the casino there afterwards. Pour down the hall, may as well uh, feel the felt. And you know how it's uh, well, you, you know, start on start beer, move to whiskey, whatever. I mean, it was all over the all over the friggin' Caesars place. beers. He walked up the one at one point. He had two big tumblers. Of you know uh, some booze with some dark cola in it. Mm-hmm. It was like Jesus, Jack. Like, how's how's it going, buddy? And uh, he says, every time I ask for one, they give me two, <laughs> which probably matched his vision. It's a, hell of, it's a hell of a problem to have. <laughs> we kept him on the uh, the roster for a while too. He was uh, we had some yeah. nice wine rammed into his gullet at about one uh, thirty a.m. as well. Yeah. Well, Sheldon from the Gray Eagle like finish he, off. He needed some help, and he had friggin' Jack. Who did you pick twice? Because he was up on the Gray Eagle too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you guys took... So, yeah, why would I be asking Johnny two tumblers? I remember who he selected twice. Double fist and Donnie over there. Yeah, but you talk about... Uh, I don't know if, if you know, because we didn't really see it at, at the casino, Red. Smoke bombed. It's a long, it it's is fun. a long walk from the, uh, the hotel and the conference center to the casino. Did you take a, a wrong turn? Yeah, I had to go for a leak. Right. Mm. And then I was lost. Yeah. yeah. Once you do that, it's hard to turn get it back. your bearings back. He is a great uh, ninja smoke guy. Like, it's just poof, gone. No one knows. Yeah. And you're like, well, he's gone. I had I had an 8 a.m. Flames first shift program. I had to coach the kids, and I was not going to show up drunk and belligerent. That go. was a good decision, and we're not mocking your decision, no. but it is, it's not a round of goodbyes. It is always a smoke bomb, yeah. which I kind of admire. Which is okay. I yeah. did. I pulled one of my own a little bit later. But what you did is you missed. Now, what is it that we know about our partner that when he is out and around people and he starts drinking and getting loud, er. putting, putting you on the spot a little bit, what's the one oh, no. contest he likes to do? What's the one thing that he starts doing? Yeah. The high kicks? High kicks. High kicks? He loves high kicks. <laughs> 
he starts kicking high, and then people remark that it's a high kick, and then it's a they challenge. They kicks. And then they start doing kicks. Switch legs. So we're in the casino, and... Um, <laughs> He's doing his high kicks. Now, he's wearing a glittery jacket. It's a sequin blazer. It's a beautiful, beautiful blazer. And so you've got this guy. How tall are you? 6'2"? 6'1", yeah. High kicks, glittery jacket. Wow, wow, wow! Making his pinder noises. I mean, there's just no way. There he is, right? (laughs) There's no way to not see or hear him. It's a loud casino. And still, it's like, what is happening over the, what is this guy it's doing? It's like there's a spotlight. The glitter was so good off that blazer. So yeah. you were enjoying the band. Oh, the band was great. The band was on top of the stage bar, and you're doing your high kicks, and, and you're doing your dancing, and now the female singers of the band have noticed you, and you noticed them, so now you're putting on a show for them. There's a nice kick, and I'm like, well, i got to kick more now. So the, you know what happens. The band's talking about it. Then, Rhett, as soon as Pinder sees that the band Momentum. sees him, it's momentum. Um, we do have the video oh, no. because there's a, because of course he gets up on stage <laughs> this is with a, the band. This is above the bar. This is on top of the stage bar for all to see. Yeah. Um, let's I, go. The, so, right. so we're doing some dancing. Get a high kick in there. Here we go. You got to sneak in your high kicks. Little Garth Brooks tribute here. Yeah. Here it comes. Ready for the high kick, Brett? Woo! There's one, yep. <laughs> and I look out, and Dean is holding on to a VLT. You. He's trying not to I'm fall taking over. the video. He's crying. I've put this through, like, to take the shake out of it as best I can. Now we're doing... There you go. It's the, the... can-can uh, line or whatever. The Motors yep. Radio City Music Hall dancers. Anthony from Village is, like, wheezing on the ground. <laughs> Like, he's in pain <laughs> watching this nonsense. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, there good times. There's your boy. And it, there was just, you knew, as soon as you locked eyes with that, <laughs> the, the one in Navy, and she was like, oh, hey, look at dude dancing. So, oh, he's going up there. I he's, got invited. I did not go uninvited. <laughs> But uh, the the amount of sheer joy that I got to bring to Dean's face amongst oh many of God. other friends, I couldn't not do it. They, they were almost fainting. They were laughing so hard. It now, was, where I picked up the video, he had been up there for a while. There was a little bit of uncertainty with the band. It, it yeah, they the violin at the back was like, well, who are you? And the, the lead singers had to be like, come on up, come on up. Yeah, dude on the bass, like, who the f- Wait a minute. What is this guy? No, Who's the, some there. drunk is up here. He's coming after the girls. Are we going to have to take this guy down <laughs> with the put him in the camel clutch? Or well, something? And you know, it's a casino. There's lots going on. And so your attention goes to the band, other places and back to the band. But uh, they were riding the wave. The blazer was working for everyone. Jesus Christ. So funny, times. man. So funny. <laughs> I have a check. Is Anthony okay? Like I his lungs, him. his lungs have to feel like he smoked a carton of darts because he was laughing. It wasn't even a laugh. He was just. It was. Uh, he was just in complete discomfort um, over what I did was check happening. in. Oh, yesterday. there it is. Look, look at the height on that. Look at That's the height beautiful. on that kick oh, retro. Yeah. yeah, he's got her up. Um, there for sure. I checked in yesterday. I said, "How are your vital organs feeling today?" <laughs> and he said, "Well, Saturday was rough, but good today." Uh, I had a few beers today. I could not do that yesterday. Yourself? Great bleeping time. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I am all for transparency and honesty, Rhett. Mm. I'd like to tell you that 
that was great and there was no repercussions for this behavior. But after this, we found ourselves at another venue and then found myself folded awkwardly like a pretzel on the couch at 6 a.m. with the sun rising. And uh, I'm now on Rabaxa set because I've I'm like a pinched nerve in my oh. back from A, high kicking the oh. snot out of my shoes and B, folding up like a dummy watching Blue Jays and 30 for the fourth time at 4 a.m. Yeah. Blue Jays and 30 yeah, is watching him. Yeah. <sighs> there it is. <laughs> I'm sure you cooked when you got home. You made yourself a I meal, meal. As you always do. Turn on yeah. the sports and then like couldn't ski yesterday because of it. Uh, Look at this donkey. Wife was not happy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're here for good times, right? Oh, you don't go to the casino and have a bad time. Crangle's all about fun. I feel badly if you're only listening right now to the podcast. Go to YouTube. You can find it. Oh, and, no, uh, that's on YouTube. Well, jeez. Uh, yeah. I'm fine with it, but yeah. Uh, we'll get to the Pinder report in a moment. We're going to uh, take a, a walk down memory lane. This day in Flames history. Now, you threw this one. It's, it's a presentation of McLeod Law, proud Calgary company. They were there. Peter they were was mixing there. it up, eh? Had the Nordiques jersey Tried going. To trade. I yeah, know. Austin was working the room. I think there's some gm vibes there. The Flames could do worse than calling him. Yeah, they were trying to move up. They were going to make a... They were in the 13 hole. They wanted to get up to the top three. Yeah. And then depending on if Drysaddle was there or not, there was contingencies in place, and we nearly had a deal with a huge contribution to Kidsburg Calgary is the uh, getting the deal done. That's right. It was a lot of controversy. Uh, McLeod Law, proud of those Calgary roots. Big part of their longstanding relationships with their clients. They understand this city, the people in it, the way things work. They have uh, varied and diverse, just like McLeod Law themselves. A commitment to making a positive impact on the city of Calgary. We go back. Uh, we go back in time. Now, this was a Battle of Alberta. I don't know that I yeah that I wrote this down, but I do have it here. This is in the Corral Retro, so we're going all way the back. way back. High boards, look at that! Eh? It's like the shoulder height. Those stupid boards. Nineteen eighty corners. Yeah, nineteen eighty three square corners, and weird barn. We had uh, we were at the game on what Wednesday night. Tim Hunter yep. was there yep. talking to the people. Um, you watch uh, Timmy here, um, man. I'll tell you what he's. Uh, He's a brave dude, as there's Semenko and Tim Hunter in the corner. 1983 on this date. Good. Semenko had some flow there. Heavens. I mean, this is... Tim, he gets a left there, but it's a steady flow. Timmy's hanging on, right? He's doing just fine. He's going to get the... Starting the mower a bit yeah, there. Yeah, he get, get the lefts going. He's got the rights going. Now, he's going to take one, because they kind of come to a point here where they lock up. Oh, yeah, get. <laughs> he's trying to start that long. He's exhausted. But then Semenko, who is a very honest, I mean, listen, Semenko doesn't need to cheap shot anybody. One of the toughest guys ever. But he gives him a little extra one after the after the business right here. Yeah, so their the linesmen are in Clunk. there. Oh, jeez, Dave. So you know who's not going to stand for that. Oh. Jim Paplinski, that's who. Pep's got to get in there and have a little bit of a say with... <laughs> Oh, kick! Did you see the kick? Oh, wow. <laughs> so McCowan's in there. Now listen to the play-by-play, guys. That Yuha Yelonen, he wants no part of no. this. Dave Jackson? Yeah. Or, or Don? Was it Don Jackson? Don? McCowan's now tangled with Semenko. Yeah. He's got a piece of everyone here. 
Yelonen, yeah, that's a tough look. You know, he's got to hang on to Jackson. He's just standing away from it. That's what I mean, getting in together, helping each other out. Two on one there. What's Yelonen doing? He's got to get in there. I can't understand that. Imagine making this how you make your living, Retro. And then get on a get on a friggin' bus and go do it in Edmonton the next night. It's a good one. So there you go. There's no score in the game. You score the fights. They're done, and it's like, oh no, they're not done. No lines you know, to get in. Oh, there. where's the where's the code? You don't hit a guy when he's down. Some, some jujitsu. Oh, <laughs> he's got him in the front face lock. Neck hold. There you go. That was uh, 1983. And there's Semenko again. He's still he's coming back. Oh yeah. <laughs> what are you guys doing? Hey, what's up? What's, you guys still going? And another quirk of that rink is I think the penalty box and the boards, like you had your bench and a penalty box on one side, and then the other teams and their box on the other, something weird like that. I'm trying to remember. Or they were all on the same side. It was something weird like that. Anyway, I've played Awful. there a couple times. It's just odd, odd rink. And uh, happy birthday to your buddy Chuck Kobasu today. Chucky. Chucky, 41? I think he's 40. 40. Forty, even I, I saw no, it was his birthday. Today. Forty last year, so right. year before. So that is uh, this day in Calgary hockey history for McLeod Law. What they've got the entrepreneur in mind. Obviously, we talk. Uh, there's Peter Klein. We talk about uh, personal injury lawyer. That's his specialty. If, if you're, you're dealing with any of that, there's no one else you go to. It's McLeod-Law.com. It's Peter Klein and his staff. They take care of everything. You worry about you, and they got the rest. Even if it's if you're just looking for a general firm, you just everyone's got legal needs here and there once in a while. Whether your challenge is business or personal, they are in it with you. The thing I like is there's no you don't have that kind of when you're walking in there. You know, some law offices you walk in, say, "Oh God, jeez, stuffy." Very approachable. Yeah, well, it looked, good people, normal people. He's not wearing his nice. Nords jersey in that little photo. No, he's not. There. No, he's not. Very tidy jersey. Very nice. Very nice. McLeod Law. Cobus of 41. Birthday today, as you noted, it is 1982, April 17th. How about that? There you go. Let's get to the Pinder Report, a presentation of the wheezing wheezing Anthony and uh, Village Honda up at the Northwest Auto Mall, onlinevillagehonda.com. Detailing packages start at just (gasps) (gasps) $79.95. Clean off winter. Oh, boy. Book your details today at your dealership for life. Fiddler's getting in there. He's right in the swing. Village Honda. All right. Um, (laughs) Village Honda with the Pinder. Come one, come all. Bring your high kicks. It's time for the Pinder Report. We will start with, well, some breaking news. Uh, It is. Look at those moves. Those aren't dissimilar. Get a high kick in there. There's your sequin jacket. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. News of the day, Don Maloney has been named the president of hockey operations for the Calgary Flames and interim GM. Huh. Okay. Lots to unpack here. That following Brad Living and the team parting ways. We've talked about it at length already this show, but fellas, I feel like uh, the story is just beginning to be written of the offseason. Lots yet to unfold that uh, the Flames news of the day. And again, we probably did a solid 45 to an hour on that out of the gate. Another nine years. For, uh, for Brad for living, that's pretty good. I have to think one of the more tenured GMs. Obviously, David Poyles, you know, kind of on his own. Do, do you ever get fired if you're the GM? Well, he's or done the there now, there. too. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, one of the longer tenured GMs uh, at the time of his 
release or un, it didn't come to terms or they mutually, they mutually parted ways. So as that? Is Nashville named a new GM? Yeah, Trotz. Terry Trotz. So he Trotz. actually spoke about That's John right. Hines yesterday. Said he likes him but uh, and does have term, but they're, they're still doing the end of season chitter chatter. Said he's very bald, Ooh. which he likes. Could see that. Could stick We're together. Yeah. Freaking bald guys. Safety in numbers. Yeah. Uh, what wasn't made clear today is uh, where Craig Conroy stands in all this. Is he a candidate for GM? He was extended a contract extension to remain a GM earlier, we heard. So we'll see that unfold and hopefully hear more names and information about the theoretical general manager search that's taking place under Don Maloney, by Don Maloney, who is the interim GM as it stands, which was kind of the same process as when Burke came in, he took over interim GM and then found his replacement. There you go. Okay, we'll move along. NHL, matchups are set. We've hardly talked about it, fellas. The playoffs start tonight. Tonight. The best. Round one. Oh, It is so Round good. one. Night one. Oh, right. This is the intensity. So we're going to go division by division, fellas. Here's the Metro. Carolina wins. They get the Islanders. Two teams that really... Don't have a lot of interest in allowing goals. And yeah, maybe we'll score here or there. Rangers-Devils should be amazing. This is the Battle of the Hudson River. Short trip between both these fan bases that love to shake fists at each other. And depending on results, we could have another Greater New York matchup in the Metro Final as well if the Islanders somehow get past Carolina. Let's hop over to our next division to take a peek at. I believe Whoa. the... Whoa. Okay. Are- Aren't we predicting? <clears throat> we will, Coming but not up. as part of the Pinder Report. Yep, so this is up. just a quick, Perfect. here's what we learned Target. over the weekend. Next division, Atlantic, will go there. We know this one was sorted for a while. Boston first, Tampa and Toronto in that 2-3. Toronto, the two seed. It was indeed Florida, another Atlantic team that gets wild card two. Rhett, your Panteros facing Boston. And we'll talk a little more about uh, the Bruins and some issues they're dealing with, not to mention Carolina. In just a moment. First, we go to the Pacific and Central, take a peek out west to see what the matchups are. We did have the Pacific sorted. We knew it was Oilers, Kings 2-3, and Golden Knights 1, Jets 4. What we didn't know until Friday night, and we made the announcement at the draft, Colorado did win. They are the one seed in the Central. They will get the Seattle Kraken, a Pacific Division team, and the 2-3, we already knew. Uh, well, we didn't. We knew uh, Minnesota was the 3. It'll be Dallas, the 2 seed there. So, interesting Stars versus the former North Stars, or I guess the North Stars against the new Minnesota team. There's some good uh, roots there. We're going to get any Norm Green signs or Norm Greed signs on the walls. Maybe it's a little time heals all wounds, I suppose. Some Mike Medano. Medano. Hey. Okay. Uh, Tonight's schedule is this, Rhett. We have one game from each division, and we got news about each. First off, look at this slate. The staggered start times. I mean, they're going to intermission. Good job, Carolina, Garrett. right when Florida, Boston are getting going in the first. And then don't worry. One game's over. Another one hops right in with Minnesota and Dallas. And the nightcap should be a good one. Kings and Oilers, they split their season series. But the Oilers won twice in the last month of the season in low-scoring fashion against the Kings. That was impressive. So, with that understood of our matchups tonight, let's start with some issues for the Boston Bruins today, Rhett. Optional skate. On a game day in the postseason for round one, game one, and why? Well, there's a flu going around the Bruins' room. Illness is going around, says Jim Montgomery. Several players are sick. Not the right time for that on the heels of arguably the greatest regular season in NHL history. And on top of that, 
Linus Olmark not on the ice. They do have another goaltender up. It could be Swayman starting. Bergeron may not go, and we don't have clarity yet on Nick Felino whether he's cleared to play. He's been in a cast. Lots going on with the Bruins. Not that they can't overcome it, but um, not the best start to ha- have the flu around the room day of game one, Rat. You know what they've got retro? Like back in your days. Pantero teams, flu. They got the, they got the Florida flu. <laughs> You want no part of these Panteras? Well, we beat the. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you what. That is uh, one team that the uh, Florida Panthers have beat in the playoffs. We'll get to our betway bets of the day later, and our picks later. If you if you need reminding, here's how good the Bruins' season was: NHL record for wins, NHL record for points. First place for the entire season in their division. First team in NHL history. Five. Seven-plus game winning streaks. Five streaks of seven or more wins in a row. That's incredible. Never been done before in the league. And the sixth team in the last 45 years in all the major sports, that's it, to set a new record for most wins in a season. It's been an incredible year for the Bruins, but it sounds like they've got a hurdle right out of the gate for game one with this illness in the room. They're not alone with issues tonight. Carolina, they're hosting the Islanders. No Freddie Anderson. Anti Ranta named your starter. Remember the, the roar of laughter at the draft floor when Anti Ranta was selected? Was a high pick. Uncle Anti going to start in net. And they've recalled Peter Kachetkov, who has been sensational at times this year because Freddie Anderson, of course, has missed so much time to injury. This is uh, so if very Ranta's, interesting. If Ranta's brother had a daughter a kid. Or a kid in the, what would they call the dad's the kids brother? Call him Uncle Anti? Uncle Anti. That's oh, what okay. it would be. Yeah. Still works. Still great. Fuck, still so it's just good. Right? Slay is still terrible. <laughs> Come on, what are you talking about? So the other later games, we told you Minnesota, Dallas, and Edmonton against the LA Kings. Good luck, LA, containing not the Oilers, but this one human. Here's the season recap for McDavid. Most points in a season in the last 27 years. There's a lot of good players that have played in the last 27 years. Fastest to 60 goals in a season. In 27 years. First player in NHL history with three point streaks of 15 games or longer. Ever. First. Ever. Sixth player to win the Art Ross at least five times. Second with the number he's got before the age of 27. And the fifth player in NHL history to finish as the outright leader in goals, assists, and points. First time in 36 years we've seen that. My Goodness, the Kings could be great. That is something no one has an answer for at this point. There's some real fear, Retro. There's some real fear out there that this team is going to make some noise here. I know, and it's not like, wow, look at how smart they are. It's just like McDavid is so fucking good. How do you stop that? Ekholm has been a good ad. Skinner's been good in net. Mm -hmm. Kings, you got your work cut out for you. Please, 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 please. So an exciting night one and a little, uh, I guess, raised eyebrow yesterday is Kevin Weeks, who's nicely dialed in with a lot of agents and TV networks and NHL types, says, keep an eye for an announcement on a forthcoming arena development project in Georgia, large enough to house a hockey team. I mean, I got a Timbits team that doesn't need a lot of room. NHL team? If you build it, will they come, tweets Kevin Weeks. 
Could Atlanta get their third crack at the NHL? I, I don't know, or, but he's been talking about Atlanta for a bit. Huh. Maybe he's in cahoots. Is he cahooting? Has he got a slice of a potential franchise there? Is he trying to? Fucking Calgary's got a team, can't get a rink. <clears throat> they don't have a team, got a rink. They'll get a rink, don't worry. Um, okay, we'll move along. Other news, retro. I know you're excited about the Calgary Wranglers. We're going to walk you through exactly what the hell's going on there. First, we'll start with the incredible season that they have had. After losing five of their first seven, the Wranglers, 49-12-3-1. That is a tidy 785 points percentage. It's also, even with that rough start, losing five of seven, ninth best record in the history of the American Hockey League, which goes way back. Incredible stuff. Also, their inaugural season in Calgary, the HL team, 106 points, 51 wins, tidy. They also have earned a bye in round one of the Pacific Division play-in round where seven teams get in, six will play each other, Wranglers sit and watch, best of three series set to unfold. So here are the series you're looking at. Coachella Valley, that's the Palm Springs team. They get Tucson, who are fully loaded up with all the Arizona players coming down. Colorado against Ontario, and Abbotsford will play Bakersfield, Sitting and waiting, the Calgary Wranglers, who will watch games this Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday in this opening round play in best of three, and that puts them in line to start hosting games of round one next week. Everyone's been asking, when are they playing? When are they playing? Home ice through the playoffs. When are they playing? Next week at the Dome, expect uh, first round action. Too long off. (laughs) Too long off. Too long off. It is uh, a week. Yeah, it's true. Plus, that buy is long. Great. That's yeah. you were. How are the guys do ten day, or after All Star break? They get ten days off? No, 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 no. They're playing well. No, this is bullshit. Did you see the uh, news that just came down from the Wranglers? Please do tell it me. The uh, head coach Mitch Love named AHL Coach of the Year for a second straight season. And that ties in nicely. They also win the equivalent of the President's Trophy and uh, Dustin Wolf. Reels in the Jennings equivalent in the American Hockey League. He was the only goalie that got more than 25 starts. Uh, pretty tidy season. 42-10-2, Rhett. 9.32 save percentage. Seven shutouts. Uh, goals against barely above two at 2.09. Uh, impressive stuff. And you match him up to the other Wranglers goalies. He's still a half goal a game better. Another 30 points on the safe percentage, and they were about 500. So, what if the new GM stuff. doesn't like young and goalies, though? Trade them, I guess. And, a, and big jumps in the crease. Like, that's a yeah. huge. Yeah. What, if, what if you don't like AHL big. MVPs? He's not tall and he's young and he's jumping around. <laughs> yeah, he's jumping around. You can trade, you could trade him real easy. I guarantee you that. Yeah. Now would be yeah. the time for sure. The Hap Holmes Award. Yeah. Wolf led the AHL in <sighs> every major statistical category. Wins, save percentage, goals against shutout. That's a clean sweep and has many believing he'll win the AHL well, MVP. Other than well. that, though, fairly average. That's right. Aside from being the best goal in his league again, what have you done for me lately? Hmm? Hmm. Okay. We'll move. Women's World Championship last night for the first time since 2019. The Americans victorious. Now, 2020 got wiped out by the pandemic. The Canadians had won two in a row. I believe they also won at the last Olympics. So this is a big victory for the American women who have been chasing the Canucks for a little bit. Great game last night. Canada had a 3-2 lead only to watch the Americans score four unanswered. And uh, apparently a a mix of uh, some veterans and a much younger supporting cast for the Americans played a big role in the victory last night. Right, divided in your home, I'm sure. It's going to be tough. 
It is hard. Kids are cheering for the Americans. Well, shits. <laughs> well, they be cheering for the Eagles because Jalen Hurts just gave them a whole lot of confidence. They'll be good for the next little while. A five-year deal, Rhett, worth $255 million. That is over $50 million a year and $179 million of the 255, nearly 80%. Guaranteed. Highest paid player in league history until, you know, Justin Herbert and... Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, and the next young quarterback gets paid, and then they'll become the highest paid player in the league. So what does that look like every two weeks? Is that direct deposit into your checking? Like, how does that work? Well, how many weeks are in a year? Do you know that? It costs 30? No. (laughs) He's getting a million dollars a week almost. But if you pay him over just the length of the season, which is about a third of the year, he's getting about three million bucks a week. Because you, you know his oh, bank. I hope he's saving some of that. Uh, hello, Mr. Hertz. Uh, have you thought about opening up a uh, savings account? Because you've got $19 million dollars you. in your checking account. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I just see another transfer. It's now $20 million. <laughs> It's a very high balance for your checking account. Could we We'd love you to come in and have you? a meeting with us. We could have talk to some of our financial planners. Cavalry opened their CPL season in Forge against Stinkin. Forge, the Hamilton team, right. said that. Yeah. 2-1 lead, Groundhog and look at game. how they got it. This is an incredible goal uh, that put the Cavs ahead in the second half. Keep an eye on this one, Dean. That's a good stuff. Right. Here they come again. Bang. For the long Zeke. Shot. Oh. oh. <laughs> what a shot that is. Oh. And what a goal, and Cavalry are back in front. So it's that easy. That's so big, eh? Freaking no huge net. Big nets. To buy a ticket from 25 to 30 yards out. And Mickey Cantav. You keep doing that, son. Water. Forge would equalize 76th minute. Here's the last look at it. Wango. And you couldn't have put it in a better spot. Pinder, you could kick the ball like that. <sighs> if I could line up those high kicks to the right spot of the ball, you'll be in the fetal position on your couch. Absolutely. That's right, but shortly after, but if Tommy needs a guy for kicks. Like I don't want to run around 10k yeah, for you're a nine minutes. But if you want to bring me in for kicks, if you're in a playoff game, I'm, I'm in. Mickey Cantab with the goal there, two-two draw for Calvary. That's a good start to Boy, get a point Mickey. on the road against uh, one of the top teams in the CPL since it began. They're in Victoria for a pair playing Pacific FC twice, I believe, Friday Sunday this weekend. And finally, Anthony Bass. Of the Toronto Blue Jays, not happy with uh, yeah. There's the kick. <laughs> there it is. Just yeah. lower that plane a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of planes, uh. Uh, getting an earful. United Airlines from Anthony Bass about the treatment. Now, Rhett would usually do this for his family. If it's, you're going to make the shoveler do something inappropriate, I'm going to call you out for it. Flight attendant just made my 22 week pregnant wife traveling with a five and two year old get on her hands and knees to pick up popcorn under the seat. Are you kidding me? Oh, kids are going to spill popcorn when they're two and five. You don't need to get I feel a like I would have ignored that person. Yeah. Um, you got a dust buster? Seriously. Oof. Just get a, get a dog in there. Yeah, Come gobble that up. Don't you have some of those dogs, airport dogs? I think they stay in the airports. I would never waste that much, but it's I was going to say, these Wouldn't kids got to learn how to eat friggin' popcorn. Oh, they're learning life. It's only five and two. I bet you it's the two-year-old. Yeah. It's not quite there yet. So anyway, that's 
That's a shame. I have so much popcorn Dude, right now. Do you still have popcorn? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's eating, it. it's eating so much popcorn, yet so much popcorn left. There's your pin report, fellas, on a Monday. Presented by Village Honda. Get your piece of the million-dollar buy-in event. Get cash for your vehicle. Village Honda paying top dollar. For used vehicles, they'll throw in a tropical cruise to boot. See more at Village Honda and VillageHonda.com. <laughs> we'll make our picks. Yeah. Betway bets of the day all coming up here. I want to mention uh, we talked about Grey Eagle, the Grey Eagle Resort and uh, Event Center. A lot coming up at the Event Center in uh, the next little bit. Whitney Cummings next week. Actually, it's the uh, the Eagles. What do you, you, tribute band? It's not a cover band. That's right. You don't call it a cover band. It's a tribute band. They got the Eagles, Hotel California, the original Eagles tri- tribute next Thursday. Whitney Cummings coming in on Tuesday of next week, the 25th. And, of course, Ario Speedwagon going to be there on the 4th of May. We have tickets to give away. Yeah. Be watching our social media accounts, Instagram, Twitter. We'll be looping in Grey Eagle. We'll get you in there. But we have two pair. We'll do that at some point this week. We'll give you some time to get in and on. And you noticed, you noted Whitney Cummings. She did, I believe, a roast of Burt Kreischer, who's another guy that just been there. I yeah, mean, talk she, about, like, a comedy mecca all of a sudden here at the Grey Eagle. Yeah, she is... Uh, She's elite. She's an elite stand-up comic. She's pre-Apex, not post-Apex. She's pre-Apex. Yeah. Or Apex. Either. All tickets are, uh, are available. Anything that's going on at the Grey Eagle Event Center, ticketmaster.ca is where you get those. Uh, I put together a little uh, little thing for you, boys. Little best of the weekend. A presentation of, uh, of Green Drop. They were by my house already. It's a nice they're, feeling. They're not yeah, messing you, around. They know when to be there. You come on a little on the door. It's like, hey, we were by today. Here's what we're looking for. Check your emails if you want more That's information. Right. We'll keep you in the loop. Go to greendrop.com and also take a look at BuzzBoss. And we're not talking about BuzzBoss right now. We will be. But BuzzBoss for pests, rodents, bugs, just that sort of stuff. Especially now it everything's kind of melting. It's oh, gross. What's going on there? BuzzBoss. Get a hold of them. Either way, uh, we've been ta- telling you about GreenDrop. Choose from one of their many lawn fertilization programs. You got the beautiful basis, basic program, micronutrients, weed control, all the way up to the beautiful premium package. You get that aeration. Let her breathe, bud. Let her breathe. Air, a little overseeding. The soil booster. You want to boost it. Boost? Why wouldn't you want to boost it if you I can boost it? Boost? Make your lawn healthy and lush all summer long. Greendrop.com. And if you click the QR code there on the screen Good on our deal. YouTube you will get a nice little barn burner discount. That's how so that. Drop already kicks ass, and you're going to save money? That's correct. Hello. That's correct. I'm going to pick up the phone for you and give that QR code a zip. Let's go. So this is the uh, my best of the weekend. Uh, we start here with our, our boy. We'll start her up here. Oh, yeah. Look at this. Good looking hoodies, by the way. Playoff draft. <laughs> No one's there, and he's already, already out. No, so we had no hockey games. That's right. You know, but Red, I know, and I know you're kind of down. You had to leave. If a baby elephant taking a bath can't cheer you up, I don't know what can. Look That's at that. Hey, look wow. at that guy. Is he wow. happy or what? 
Oh, yeah. A high bouncer. Fair down the right field line. Oh. And the ball boy uh -oh. just missed it as it goes toward the corner. Turner's around third. He's heading for home. The throw goes to second. RBI double for Schwarber. And the Phillies do strike first. Buddy. And what a break they had that the ball boy missed the ball down the right field line. Then they're off to the races. Yeah, right here, Ruben. Right, right here. here. <laughs> Thank goodness he missed it. It's embarrassing on two counts, isn't it? Down the first base. To oh, no. he did it again. It's <laughs> gonna be, he's gonna, they're saying, no, it's safe. That it did not hit him. I think somebody's going to have a talk with that young man. <laughs> Jays and Rays. A couple beauties here from Vladdy. Look at that. Makes the pitch. stab, the toss, the Simber. Whoa. <clears throat> not too shabby. Gold and glove. This one, uh, same game. Throw takes him off the bag. Watch him do the old. Got him in the air before. Got him in the old. There. You know what he got? The old reach around. That's what he got him wow. there. Got old Whit with the old reach around. The gold glover. Cody Bellinger back to Dodger Stadium. Remember the Cubs. Here's his first at bat. Got a standing ovation from this Dodger Stadium crowd on his first trip back here. Oh. And he got a pitch clock violation. You got a standing oh, and he didn't get in the box in time? Get out of here. Drill deep to left field. There it goes. See ya. Nope. All right, so this is in like Chicago. I, oh, no. I had to do a little bit of looking now. Here's our girl on the right in the black tank top. Oh, she's and you, seeing things. See the Coke bottle there? See the Coke bottle? Anyway, Eagle so eye. there's our girl in the black tank top. She's coming up the stairs. She wants in. It's not really her yeah. fight, but she's going to get in there she and just fight. start. I'm going to start throwing some fucking haymakers. Look out. And you want some too? I'll give you some. All right, fine. Oh. Just fine. Now, there's some hair pulling. Now, see the right hand? See the hand there? It's cocked back. Whack! Ooh. She gets a good one in there. You can't really see it, but um, it's a pretty good slap. Tank top is unfazed. Again, here's your Coke bottle. All right? This Aww. is... Uh, this is, you got the nacho hat going, too. Lots of hair pulling. See G-Baby here in the green yeah, and black? Remember him for later. So, tank top, she's going to go back down to her seats. Boyfriend's finally got her, uh, got her calmed down. Finally got her calmed down. She is hot, though. Now she's kind of, she's loving life. She's firing out some birds. Jeez. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so. Round one to me. Yeah. Very excited. But Martinez here coming up. She's going to have none of it. Oh, There's yeah, your Coke yeah. bottle. Remember I told you about the Coke bottle? Keep an eye. Yeah. Wonk. <laughs> and now Tank Top's fired up. <laughs> right she off is, the windshield. Uh, That's she's awesome. She's hot. Look out. She comes, falls up oh, the stairs, no, which is not easy to do. Now, look at Boyfriend here. Boyfriend restoring order. He's like, hey, watch this. Yeah. That was a near Stop. wardrobe malfunction, too. There. Stop. Holy moly. Stop. So, cooler heads. Definitely by now going to prevail, right? Mm, watch the elbow here. Yeah, going to gonna prevail. Got a loose wing. Careful. Now, watch on, on the right side of your screen here. We got G-Baby and our, our buddy there with the cheeks. Yeah, yeah. Watch cheeks. Oh, dear. He's going to take one. Hard right oh. there, and then G-Baby oh. pops him. Suckered him right there with G-Baby. And remember our boyfriend, the, peacema the peacemaker? Stop, yeah, stop. Yeah. He's like, fuck okay, that. I'm now in. I'm in. Yeah. Uh, now I'm going for some headlocks. Let's go. Let's go. You got to love Chicago. That doesn't happen at Wrigley. That's, uh, that's White Sox. I don't know. Yeah, no, that is no idea who they were playing or who won the game. but it's like America? That. Yeah, it's, uh, it's something like that. Now, this is a walk down memory lane. You might remember this one. This is one of my favorites. Fenway. 2007, foul ball. Garrett Anderson of the Angels goes to grab it. <laughs> the fan gets a hold of it, knocks it up, and then gets pelted with a piece of wheel. 
It happens quick. Watch again. The, the reaction time on the thrower of the pizza is unbelievable. This is in slow-mo. Blam! <laughs> Took his full piece of pizza. Right off the shoulder. So watch him. He's, he's right kind of in the blue. He's going to take her back. Whap! Yeah, hasn't had a it. Didn't have a bite of it. Not a bite. Good stuff. And, and what kind of what kind of balls are those? I'm gonna tell you something. If y'all drop ping pong balls on my head. <laughs> oh boy. How did y'all know he would say the word? They made me do it. How did they know? What you mean? How they know? Because he's been repeating this stuff for thirty years. Who has more fun than those guys, right? Nobody. So this is the Rangers' final Trubes. game of the season. There's Isaiah Marquez Green, huge fan of Jacob Truba. He survived the Sandy Hook shooting in 2012. His sister, though, was killed in the event. Huge Truba guy, watch and listen. Did you? Hello. Uh, three years. When did you live there? Uh, from when I was five to when I was eight. Saw <laughs> so you. Thank you so much. Want me to sign it? Yeah, of course. You want to come over? You want to come over the bench with me? Thank you so there much. There you go. This is amazing. Take a seat. All right. I got to talk to you. All right. I know your story. Yeah. I feel for you. You're an amazing human. Thank you. What do you want to do? You know? I want to be on the way. Yeah? This is for you. From the Garden of Dreams. This is a scholarship for law school. So you're going to graduate from college. You're going to go to law school. You're going to have no debt coming out of school. Thank you so much. You deserve it, man. Thank you so much. Congrats. <laughs> your phone? Yeah. I'm going to give you my number. Oh, no way. You're not going to give it to anybody else, of but course. I want an invitation to when you graduate law school. Sure. Wow. I'm going to check in with you when you go to college next I'll year. I'll text you. You're amazing, buddy. I'm looking forward to what hey. you accomplished in life. Thank you so you got much. got a lot ahead of you. Hey, great You're game tonight. Good luck in the playoffs. Amazing person. Thank you. Thank you. There it's you Captain go. Dean right there. There you go. Holy shit. Ended on a high note with the uh, the best of the weekend for Good Green Drop. Get those green keepers in your yard, on your lawn, doing all the work for you. 100% guaranteed. If you're not satisfied, they return and make things right. Greendrop.com. Why have a crummy lawn when it's this easy to have one of the best lawns in the neighborhood? Greendrop.com. Flash QR code. Your lawn's already better. Let's go. Uh, love it. Love that. Interesting kid wants to be a lawyer. We've got a place in town here that if yeah. he's looking. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Let's do some uh, let's do some picks. Rhett was hungry earlier, wanted to get these picks in, dying to get some picks in. Four games tonight, four series we can do today. We'll do the other four tomorrow. All right. Sounds fine. Sounds fine. Sure. Uh, the New York Islanders and the Carolina Hurricanes. Carolina Hurricanes, it's, they just quietly go about their business, eh? Yeah. They quietly go about their business. Other teams are making flashy trades. Patrick Kane doing all this stuff. Carolina, they just kind of pull a goalie off the trash heap and turn into a Vesna winner. Let's go. Just kind of do their own thing. So Carolina and the Islanders. There you see it. Three and one season series edge for Carolina. Yeah, yeah, it's it's four games. Yeah. They're going to play uh, potentially seven here. I'm more interested in these ones than the last four. They, uh, being the Islanders, uh, uh, we weren't crazy about having them in. Feel like they're kind of boring. They're going to want this to be a. They're going to want this to be a low-scoring matchup. Retro. To be fair, kind of, so does Carolina in a way, don't I'm, they? I'm picking the New York of Islanders. Thank you very Whew. much. Dino, 
20 points separating the two. Is that my... Uh, yeah, that's good math. All right, thanks. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it. Okay, not boomerang. Um, I am going to take Carolina in six. Even with Frederick Anderson and that uh, upsetting news today, I'll go Carolina in six. I don't like that upsetting news today, and I'm going to take the Islanders in seven. When in doubt, the best goalie in this series is, without question, Ilya Sorokin. And they kind of uh, got some vibes. That new building, they got uh, healthy Matthew Barzell returning tonight. Horvat's been good since he got there. I, I've got an upset special here. All right. Isles and seven. To, uh, to Boston, where the Bruins, they're pretty good. The regular season told us these guys, not too shabby. They've got the Florida Panthers, who it felt like were on the outside looking in until the final night of the season. Already. How the F do you get into playoffs with 92 points? Flames Jeez. couldn't get in with 93 in the West. Now it's a tougher conference, but geez, that's, uh, yeah. President's trophy to that. I'm really going to go out on a limb, men. I'm going to say Bruins in five. I will take uh, the Bruins in six. I think this flu is not good for them, but that said, they still get this done. The flu is going to just derail <laughs> an uh-huh. all-time record team. Yep. Yep. The Panthers don't lose to Boston. They never have lost to Boston in the playoffs. They're my boys. Let's go Florida. You want to guess games or who cares? If Florida wins, are you guys going to be upset? I'm going to be excited to watch Florida. I mean, my pool's fucked, but... Yeah, I'll give you Florida without (laughs) games. Yeah. I'll give you credit. Florida wins, you get full credit. Full marks there. Yeah. Uh, I'm really hopeful that it's a bad flu bug. Yeah. Just... A lot of questions this morning. A lot of questions. Uh, Minnesota, Dallas. The Dallas Stars. Now, am I a Richard if when I sent my picks in to the editors mm-hmm. at Flames Nation, they're different than the ones I make on the show today? I, I don't for, care. Because okay. <laughs> no, I picked Minnesota rude. yesterday, and I, I really like Ottinger and the Stars this year. I think last year, you know, you got to see what that goalie can do, and I don't know that Minnesota knows who their goalie is right now. I like both teams, but if I have to pick one, I'm taking the Stars in six. I'm taking the Dallas Stars in six. I too. Uh, it's maybe let's uh, make it a clean sweep. Oh boy, maybe Put recency. Your money on if we're all on one team, you know it's going the other way. Well, that's not the spirit. Nope. That's not the karma we need. So the final one now taking place just up the road. Did I see the Dom and a lot of these metrics have the Oilers like the third best? chance of winning yeah now it's a big number for boston and a pretty big number for colorado and a big number for toronto considering the same division as boston but i don't think there's a clearer path to a conference final than what the oilers have in front of them so you're taking the oilers nope as am i i will not take the oilers kings and seven those power plays dry up through games five six and seven Rhett. so hopefully the kings can steal one tonight and hang on with their teeth until the whistles go away (laughs) Uh, Oilers in six. I think the Kings get a couple here. I think it's uh, I think it's a series, but yeah, I, I don't... Uh, Win early, Kings. Win early. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to have to put some pressure on them. I'll go Oilers, even though they suck. That's yeah. true. You pick right. games? Five. This one we Oilers need games. Five. Oh, sh- Oilers in five. Just quick one. one. Seven-gamer last year was a really good series, and both teams are better. This, I think, uh, you know, again, if... Things can get one or two early. Got a good series here. Wonder if maybe McDavid's got a tickle or something. 
I'd be nice if they got the flu, wouldn't it? Gosh, you know, I was at, uh, I was watching Pinder do high kicks, and oof, man, I just don't feel so good. I was out late. We went to this wine bar, and I don't know what the hell was happening. I think that's Jack that's got those symptoms, yeah. not Connor. Betway bets of the day, and we'll get out of here on uh, on your on your Monday mm-hmm. playoff hockey. Love it. I'm going with some pre uh, some pre builts, pre built bets. Highest scoring match of the night. I'm going to say Edmonton, LA. And two low scoring games coming in. So interesting. All yeah. right. I do kind of peg that Islanders, Carolina, low scoring. Yeah. Boston, Florida. I worried a little bit, but I think Dallas. I'm going to, hey, I guess, whatever. I don't, I don't need to justify that That's tonight. my pick. Yeah. Plus 187, yeah. highest scoring game of the night, Edmonton, LA. And then a little Pasternak, Dreisidel, and Robertson. Robo. All scoring tonight, plus 300. I'm going to be overreaction Ryan on this Monday yeah. and say, look, these are long series. I don't know that we see any sweeps in round one. Like, there's always a team, a game you're going to win if you're in a decent series. I'm going to ride the news of the day. Flu's battling the Bruins. I'll jump on Florida today at a big number, plus 175. Don't think they win the series, but if they're going to win a game, it's probably tonight. And I like the Islanders on the road with a great goalie against Anti Ranta, surprise starter, no Freddie Anderson to be seen, plus 135. Be Uncle Auntie. Or a niece, even. Yeah, that's, that's true. There you go. Those are the Betway bets of the day. Get the app on your phone. Oh. Odds are subject to change. Like if, you know, then if Auntie Ranta gets uh, yeah, something yeah, yeah. and they got to go with then maybe, Chutka, yeah. maybe it changes. Yeah. Now, how would you get a great uncle? Would it be like a, your father's cousin? Cause you, or would it be a good Betway bets of the day. Be 19. Be responsible. Always bet responsibly. Always. So uh, big news on the show today. Right before the start, Brad Living announced by the team. They have mutually agreed to part ways. Team begins the search for a new GM. Don Maloney, president of Hockey Ops, conducting that search. Those are all the facts. The speculation will be how strong a candidate is Craig Conroy. Is he a leading candidate? And we'll unpack, I guess, the flowing of rumors that will begin from insiders now around the Calgary Flames. What about you, Retro? Are you a candidate to be the new GM? Can you do it from Buffalo? Send in my resume. I don't know how to do a resume, but once I get a resume made, I'm sending it in. Get some crayon. Well, I mean, ha, ha, ha. Craig Conroy's got a really good chance to get this job, I think we'd all suggest. I don't know that it wouldn't be wild if there was a few people from the 04 club gathered together. Daryl's going to stay, we believe. Craig's got a good chance at being the GM. And you said it two years ago, Rhett, if this thing ever falls down – don't be surprised if Jerome surfaces here with Craig. Oh, wouldn't shock you at all. Wouldn't well, and then Rhett's got his assistant coach. He's going to leave us high and Oh, is that what it's going to be? Well, obviously. track. Okay. Baby! That'll do it for the, uh, for the program. See you tomorrow, buddies. Enjoy the hockey. Oilers suck. <laughs> Thank you, Rhett. See you. Mom. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 